Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Coasters and Culture with Rex and Phil. Rex and I have just finished watching the recent trailer to the Confess Fletch movie, and you are about to join in on our conversation as we reflect on what we think of the trailer. Here we go. That is the worst trailer for any movie I have ever seen. I mean, it's, I'm not kidding. I mean, you know, we, we can over you can overstate things, we can blow things you know, out of out of proportion is this not fun to do and this and that. That was the worst trailer I've ever seen in my life. There was not one moment in that that even approached being funny. I never even chuckled. No, not one I, time. I, you know what I found myself thinking? A few of the lines I thought, you know, Chevy Chase could have done that line. Could have done that. That's exactly what I thought too. Is and is it, and he's trying to be that a little bit and it just well, it's a little. It makes me feel a little bit of like Steve Martin trying to be Inspector Clouseau, right? That's right. Except yeah. Steve Martin did it better than this, as bad as it was. Uh, I mean, it was terrible. I mean, I mean, I'm sort of blown away. It's like if there was ever a movie in a trailer that Paramount Pictures should just not release, this is it. You know? I can't. I mean, is this going to make any money? Unless it's just the worst trailer, not because it's a horrible movie, it's just a horrible trailer, but I don't think so. Uh, this is going to be devastatingly bad. Well, here's the review that made me see that this existed. Or not a re- Well, sort of a review on CNN. It says, John Hamm hasn't found many roles to rival his breakthrough Mad Men part, and Confess Fletch certainly doesn't either. Yet, this refreshed version of the smart aleck character has a certain breezy charm. Not worthy of rushing to a theater, but not a waste of one's digital viewing time. If that's true, they made the worst trailer that could possibly be made from the movie. You know. Yeah, but still, that's not the kind of review you want. I mean, no, no, but but I mean, look, let's face it. Fletch is all about the tone of the actor playing Fletch, and I think John Hamm is a good actor. I've seen him in a number of things. I think he's a very good actor, but there's a specific tone you have to have. And this is not it, you know? I mean, this is not it even a little bit. And uh, well, why, you know, answer, answer me this. What is even the philosophy behind remaking this movie? It, Chevy Chase, love him or hate him. We all know the issues, you know, surrounding whatever. He's a horrible guy or whatever. But in those early 80s, he, you could not do what he did. Nobody has ever been able to do what he did. Fletch is Chevy Chase. There's just no getting around that. So what are they even trying to do here? Like, what's the point? Like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess you know, what's his name that wrote the Fletch novels would argue, hey, you know, we can try to do this. Maybe, maybe I don't know how he felt about Chevy Chase as Fletch, the the, the writer, but maybe that's like the idea is, yeah, we take the similar tone, but we take it in a different direction. But that's just asking an awful lot uh, because, I mean, again, as you say, you can think about Chevy Chase, whatever you want. He brought a very specific tone and character to the idea of who Fletch was. And yet you really can't you really can't mess with that. You have to be there's a couple of people that could possibly come close to pulling it off. Um, like uh, what's his name in his prime? Uh, the guy that. Uh, the guy that was in um, Swingers, Dodgeball, um, Starsky and Hutch, uh, Old School, that comedian, you know who I'm talking about? I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Wedding, wedding Crashers. He possibly could have, you know, because he kind of has that, 
you know, quirky, sarcastic tone in his comedies. Um, but that, that's what it has to be. You just cannot remake this character. I mean, and, and if they're not trying to remake it, it's an unbelievably bad job from the trailer. And if they are trying to remake it, it doesn't look like it works at all. At all. So, um, I mean, there was one line. I'd have to watch it again at the beginning. But there was one line at the beginning. And I thought, you know, if Chevy Chase said that line, that would have been funny. You know? Yeah. But it had to be in the Chevy Chase tone of, I really don't give a crap. And I know more than you. I mean, that's that was Chevy Chase's whole shtick, right? His whole shtick can be boiled down to one thing. I'm the smartest man in this room. And I know it. And I'm just going to play with you guys. You know, that's his shtick. When he's at Fletch, that was his shtick to some degree at Caddyshack. And that was what he was best at. And, of course, Vacation put it on its head, 180 degrees. But it was similar he still acted like he was the smartest guy in the room, but he was a moron. But and it worked. So anyway, I, I'm I'm just flabbergasted at this one. Yeah, I am too, man. I just I don't know what to think. You know the this the scene where Chevy Chase in the original Flesh is sitting with what's his name when the when the guy is asking him to murder him is maybe just a great five minute encapsulation of Chevy Chase and the Fletch character. You know, do you have a pair of gloves? I rent them. You know, will you murder me? He's like, sure. Uh, you know, I, every every response that Chevy Chase has back is the perfect Fletch response that if anybody else says those things, they're not going to be funny. But because he, it's him, that's a hilarious scene. I could watch that scene over and over and over again. It's well, and you know, the beauty, of that, the beauty of that scene as well there is a line in that, just a line, but shows you you aren't dealing with when Chevy Chase, at that time in his career, you're actually dealing with a pretty good actor because as he's doing all those things you just said, all that humor, at one point, he just looks over at him and says, you don't look sick, Mr. Stanley. And he's like, I don't feel sick, but this and that. And it really is a good line delivery of a very normal serious line it's not a joke he's just said you know he's trying to think through this and he just says it and then goes back into the jokes that's a tough that's a tough road well you know road to walk where you can actually be serious for a moment and then a lunatic the rest of the time and make it believable and, and that's one of the things that's so cool about flesh is it's a great great crime story it really works it, it, it's an intelligent story and even in that scene, he's got his investigative thing clicking. So he's trying to find out information. Something is off here. You don't look sick to me. Yeah. And, yeah. But, well, and I think I've, you and I have talked about this, that, you know, I, I spend, you know, a few hours a day watching old Siskel and Ebert reviews. And their review of Fletch, both of them say the same thing. We're really interested in this crime. This is really interesting. I wish they would have focused on the crime and what's happening there in his investigative journalism because Chevy Chase just sort of being crazy doesn't really get us. Now, of course, we don't agree with that, but the no. point is it was a good enough story that even the critics are like, that's a that's a good story. That's an interesting piece of the, sh the, the show, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting that you know there's that fine line between uh, you know clever and stupid and 
Chevy at his best, I think, with Fletch, with the original Vacation, he never goes all the way to just slapstick. This isn't a Leslie Nielsen movie, but it's not. It's also not just traditional comedy. I mean, he's just got his his own thing. So Fletch, he can be so unbelievably funny and over the top, but it doesn't feel ridiculous, the slapstick, so that the underlying story of the crime still hits and it still works. And in some ways, the original Vacation is like that, too. Yeah, he's he's dumb, but there's still something about it where it's not slapstick, like a Leslie Nielsen thing. European Vacation, he kind of just went stupid, well, and it Vegas, wasn't as Vegas, funny. Vegas right. Vacation, I think, is the worst for that. And, actually, oh, yeah. Well, I actually laugh at Vegas Vacation, and I can enjoy it as just pure ridiculousness. But he's just, he's a caricature in yeah, Vegas right. Vacation. And yeah. he is not that in the original Vacation or in Christmas Vacation. In both of those, there's an emotional heft to what he's playing underneath all the humor. Um, that's right. And, and that's what made those movies great. And that's why both those are so much better than European Vacation and um, Vegas Vacation, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, it, it's he was really amazing at this. You know, people forget now, you know, I mean, he's obviously got some neg- negative stuff with him as a person. And, you know, he's had some issues various ways in the industry. But back in the Caddyshack, Fletch, Vacation days, he was rocking and he was good. And I think people... You know, people forget that. Well, while I've got you on the line here, um, let's go over to some theme parks. This is Coaster and Culture, after all. So let's talk about Halloween Horror Nights. We are very, very close, less than a month away now from Rex and Phil being at Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. And there's something, man, that comes up all the time, every year. It's not really a big deal now. But for you and me, it's just something that we talk about every now and then. And I thought, well, let's, let's chat about it. And that is that the team members who work at the Universal Orlando during Halloween Horror Nights, so those who are working inside the Halloween Horror Nights event, they are referred to by one of two names, either scare actors or characters. And I tend to refer to those folks as characters. But I concede that probably the more common and the more widely used name for these folks are scare actors. The idea of these two words, scare actors. And it's like, well, what's the difference? Well, scare actors is very obviously just saying what they are. They scare people. They're actors within the park. Characters is kind of a play on words because they're a character, right? Uh, it's, it's one word. It's spelled as one word. They're a character. They're in a maze or they're on the streets or whatever, and they're playing the character that whatever they've been given that they're developing, they're trying to make their own. But you put the word scare on the front of it, so it's a character. I think that's cool. I think that works. I like that. But here's my thing, Rex. You can tell me where I'm wrong. I Again, I concede that most people, probably the normal usage is scare actor. But I'm just convinced that it's spelled as character because it's spelled as one word. And I just want to get your thoughts. It seems like you were in one camp and then you kind of transitioned over to another camp. So what are you where are you currently on the pronunciation of this? Yeah, I I sort of started out and when we started talking about him, I use character generally. And I'd noticed in recent history, the last few years when we talk about it, podcast about it, whatever we do that I've been using scare actor more. And I, 
I'm, I'm wondering why that is. And as I think about it, I think it might simply be that I've been hearing more and more people pronounce it that way. And so I sort of just floated into the crowd, majority crowd pronunciation of it, because I don't really think that's right. I don't really like it. I, I prefer character. I think it has more charisma, more kind of fun oomph to it. And I think it's more uh, appropriate when you think about it, okay? You have scare actor is two words, scare actor, fine. So what possesses you to put that into one word? The idea clearly has to be there is some modification in either the definition or the pronunciation or something. And I think for the pronunciation, it's appropriate. And I do believe it, it should be a playoff of the word character because at the end of scare actor, is you know spelled uh, like the end of character, and I think that's the point. Is this character? I think that's right, and I think that's, I think that's the better uh, pronunciation. And even though I haven't been using it that way myself, I think I'm gonna make sure I go back to that because I, you know, I just enjoy it more, and I, I think it's, I think it's the way to go. Now, the one thing that I think is interesting is, we mainly hear that with respect to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios characters not as a generic term for um, actors at Halloween events at various other haunts. Now we know from years ago a couple of the monsters at Not Scary Farm uh, cleared us up that they were clearly not scare actors they called them monsters there okay and that's great but like the haunt here at Elitch Gardens in Denver where I live or at some of the Six Flags places and all of that do you think we can call those those workers characters are those characters or are they not yeah it's a great question we got to find the answer to that i mean hollow scream is right there in orlando now at sea world and are they called characters at hollow scream i just think characters is now so connected to halloween horror nights that probably sea world um and bush gardens and all those other parks they probably don't even want their employees to be called that because it has such a connection at this point to the Universal Halloween Horror Night. So I wonder if they're trying to develop their own terminology for their employees at these events. You know, what about Kings Island Haunt, which is getting more and more recognition every year as one of the better uh, haunted attractions at, at independent theme parks like that. So I don't know, but I'm just going to stick with characters because I think it works better for Well, let me HHN. let me just tell you while we were talking, I just took a quick look and I just did a Google search and when you pull up character, it's almost all on the first page is almost all references to Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. So I put in character and Hallow Scream. Nothing. Everything says scare actor, two words capitalized performers and scare actors there are no references again in the first page or two there are no references hollow scream to character one word everything huh. is dead so i that's that really does seem to go to what you just said because one of them is the bush gardens auditions and they say want to work at uh hollow scream uh for um the season do you have what it takes to be a capital scare space capital actor so it does seem like maybe they are purposely staying away from it. Yeah. Well, they're making it two words. Well, they're not. Whereas, they're staying away from character, not scare right. actor. They're staying away from character. The one it, word. 
Yeah, but the, kind of the way that brings us back full circle, which is even though it's mostly spelled as one word for Halloween Horror Nights, I, I do believe most people at this point are saying scare actor, even though that's not how that word should be pronounced. So it's just a big weird deal that doesn't matter at all. But for our purposes, I think we're, coasters and culture are going to stick with character. I think is what, what we're saying here. Yeah, I think that's right. And I, and I think it's appropriate. And again, perhaps the most important thing, I think it's a more fun word to use for something like yeah, this. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's maybe the absolute most important thing. So. Yeah, yeah. And it's a little bit of a nod to the people, too, who are really developing the character that they are working. I mean, they work hard on this. You know, they really get into it, and their personality comes out. And, and it, but there's one thing I just want to make really clear here, Rex, before we go, and that is let's be really careful out there to not touch the characters. We cannot okay. touch the scare actors. Don't, don't touch, touch the, them. Don't, don't punch, don't punch them. them. Don't. Don't even. Don't, actually, just don't even look at. Don't. Them. Don't look at them. Don't even look at them. I mean, because you know, you you just you gotta you gotta be careful. I mean, they they're working hard out there, and we do not want to get in the middle of that. So I'm I'm with you 100 percent on that. Um, I mean, I'm I'm uh, thinking we may not even go through the houses when we go to Hall- <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights because we don't want to possibly disturb anything that's going on in there. So. Oh, man. Well, this is Coasters and Culture with Rex and Phil. We'll see you at the parks. We're going to be there on October. When are we going? I think we get there on the 12th. 12th, 13th, October 12th, 13th, somewhere in there. Yeah, 12th and 13th. We're looking forward to it. Uh, One of the things we're going to do this year is we're going to take like an hour, hour and a half at Islands of Adventure and just do the water rides, get drenched, and then go back to our Universal Orlando Resort change clothes and then go get some donuts so i mean that's, i'm looking forward to that because we haven't ridden popeye and i don't know how long yeah no i'm i am super pumped let me tell you i am really excited about that and uh yeah, it's gonna be a great trip as our trips always are and can't wait to uh you know let all our uh, fans and followers uh listeners just know about how it's gonna go i think we're gonna do a lot of uh a lot of live drop-ins while we're there. Give you a chance to sort of follow what Rex and Phil are doing, uh, you know, um, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So until next time, thanks for listening. It's Coasters and Culture with Rex and Phil. And don't forget, be strong and courageous. Rex and Phil are telling you, join the journey. Join the journey.